Hey, everybody. Welcome to Making Sense with Dustin LaMontagne from Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths. Dustin joins us today. How you doing? Real good, Bryn. How's yourself? Fine, thank you. Hey, today's topic is estate planning basics. Estate planning basics. This is something that a year and a half ago, as I was battling cancer and things were not looking all that great, now things are much better. But I started thinking a little bit about this. But so many people that I've talked to, they think about it. They just don't do it. How do they get started on that kind of stuff? Yeah, it, it's real simple. I mean, you contact, uh, you know, somebody like me and I, and I put you, you know, get a plan together and put you on the right path. It, it's, it's real simple. People just have to reach out. Um, but, it, you know, at a, at a basic minimum, what everybody needs is a will. And a will, of course, dictates what happens to your assets uh, upon your demise. Um, the the great thing about them is if you get it done through a lawyer, they're practically indisputable. Um, I, I've seen, you know, in, in 25 years in this business, I've had many, many clients die. Um, unfortunately, that's just a part of uh, being in this business. You get to know people really well and, and they pass away sometimes. Yeah. Um, and then you have to, uh, you know, help help it's usually uh, a widow because uh, because you know us men tend to die first but I, I've also dealt with uh, men that have lost their wives as well um, it, it's very very sad when somebody loses a child of course um, but, but basically if you have a, a will uh, that can guide everything uh, to do with your estate and and Typically, if, let's say you're a husband and wife, uh, you might just have one one gets each of the other's assets upon their death. So uh, husband gets the wife, everything goes into the wife's name or the husband's name, whoever dies first. Um, and then, uh, you know, then, then the will 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 take over. You have provisions in there for kids and, and so forth. So do you have somebody that you deal with that can help somebody with wills or you have to be arm's distance and they've got to do that themselves, then come to you? No, I work with, uh, there's a number of very good uh, will estate uh, attorneys in town that I work with. So for something very simple, setting up a will, it's not it's not very much money. You're talking about $1,000, $1,200 for a, generally for a couple to get a will done. Uh, if you've got a business and your, your interests are a little more complex, it can sometimes be a little more complicated, but a will is generally not an expensive document for a lawyer to draw up. Um, Combined with a will, you also need a, a you know an enduring power of attorney. Uh, power of attorney, just uh, you know somebody that can act on your behalf if uh, you get bonked on the head and you can't think straight, for example, uh, or if you're you're in a COVID coma, right? You can't think for yourself. You need yeah. somebody to act on your on your behalf. Um, the other thing is uh, you can also have what's called a healthcare power of attorney. And that's in Canada, that's known as a personal directive. So that's uh, again, you're in a COVID coma. You don't have the the um, capacity to, to tell your family to pull the plug. You can have a personal directive, which says X, Y, Z, you know, if I get into this situation, please, please yank that plug out of the wall and let me go peacefully. It's funny so, because I, I had a power of attorney that my mom had set up for her and I didn't want to be any part of it. I let her do her own thing. And then of course she ends up with a stroke and uh, develops aphasia and while she is perfectly healthy, just couldn't think straight. She thought $20 was $2. And that power of attorney was a monstrous saver for us. So those are things that you should never overlook because you just don't know what's around the corner. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be something like uh, getting into a coma. It, it could be uh, something as, you know, 
terrible as the early onset dementia, Alzheimer's, uh, any of those afflictions where uh, a person is incapacitated, they can't think for themselves, right? So, yeah. um, and it's important because a, a bank, for instance, or an investment firm uh, is, is not allowed to act on uh, an individual's account without those documents in place. Uh, it's just rules we have to follow. So, for instance, if, uh, if you're married and uh, your, your husband um, develops Alzheimer's and I don't have any documents saying you can act on his behalf, those assets basically just have to sit there. So, um, or you have to apply to the courts to get, uh, you know, power of attorney, yeah. which, which is a process in itself. Right. Um, so it, it just makes sense to do the proper planning before those eventualities arise. Um, and the, the other thing to consider when you're looking at your estate is, and, and the will will dictate that, this is your, your asset ownership, right? right? So who do you want to get? Who do you want to get? What do you want everything to go to your wife and kids? Do you want to, to have charitable uh, implications? You know, you want to leave some money to the United way, whoever. Um, and then the other thing to look at is beneficiary designations. Those are very important. So things like tax-free savings accounts, uh, registered plans like RSPs and RIFs, pensions, um, you, you have to watch the rules very specifically. So one, one little tip I can uh, give the public out there is, for instance, if you have a beneficiary on a uh, RSP plan, okay, a lot of people don't know, but they get the full value of that plan, and then the estate is responsible to pay the tax. Okay, so if somebody dies and they're, they're single and they have an RSP plan, that's basically the plan is collapsed and it's taxes income in the year that you die. But if, if you've named, uh, you know, one of your kids on that plan uh, and in your will, it states that you want uh, you, your your kids to get equal distribution, but you only have one of them on the plan. Well, there could be an inequity there because uh, the full value of that plan will go to the one kid, whereas the other kid uh, will lose part of that inheritance because they'll end up paying the tax. So l- little things like that you have to watch out for. Um some other tips are, you know, you have to watch in areas of marriage breakdown. Um, when, when you're leaving things for your kids, uh, you want to be very, um, very clear with them not to commingle assets. Can you, can uh, you explain what, that for a second? What does that mean? Commingling so, assets. So, for example, let's say you're, you know, you're 30 years old uh, or your, your child is 30 years old and they've done very well and they have a house that's paid for and they're single, they've been concentrating on their career. And then, uh, you know, your sunny boy meets dream girl uh, and they get married a couple years later and, and she comes into the picture. Um, she now lives in the, lives in the home. Um, that's considered the marital property, matrimonial property. Okay. So unwitting, unwittingly, you just gave 50% of uh, that property, which might have been yours own solely. Okay. And, and in, in the event of a marital breakdown, and, and unfortunately it's, it's almost half of marriages end in divorce, right? So uh, it's, it's an actual planning. I, I go through this with my clients and I give them this advice on what to tell their, their kids so that they can keep those uh, inherited assets solely in their name and not commingle them with a spouse. Okay. Okay. Because uh, fair is fair. I mean, if, if you get married and you build something together, that's, that should be split 50 50. But if one person has way more assets and they come into the picture, whether those are family assets or, you know, inherited or in assets in, in, uh, or assets that you built yourself, um, you know, that's what prenuptial agreements are for. And that that's not an evil term. And 
it, it obviously looked uh, and frowned upon in, in certain uh, situations, but basically these legal agreements uh, pr- protect, you know, fighting upon marriage breakdown um, be- because people get silly when it comes to money. I've seen it firsthand. Oh, I'm sure you have. RSP designations is also quite important, right? Yeah, it, exactly. Um, when, when you're looking at, um, your, uh, your estate, you want to make sure that your RSP, your tax-free savings account, any retirement income funds that, you know, that's an acronym, acronym for that is a RIF, um, any pension accounts, you want to make sure that the, the art, the designations are set up properly. Um, I, I've seen people die, uh, intestate, which means they don't have a will mm-hmm. and, they didn't have the proper uh, beneficiaries set up on their accounts. So what ends up happening is the the beneficiaries, or, or usually it's kids, right? They have to go to uh, the courts to try and get um, control of the estate. And you know somebody gets appointed an executor, or or uh, the the province helps them out in that regard. But um, then the fighting starts, right? Because there's no will. And it's usually, you know, the fighting's not about the hundred grand in the bank account. It's Johnny wants this picture and, and Sally wants, uh, you know, this silverware. Um, it, it's usually fights over silly things. And I've seen it time and time again because people don't do the proper planning. Um, the, the other thing that can arise uh, when, when you have a, an estate is taxes. Right? Oh, yeah. So tax planning becomes integral. And I work with my clients. Um, we, we work with their accountants as well and, and tax lawyers on the more complicated estates um, to ensure that we minimize the amount that is going to uh, to Justin Trudeau and, and, and the federal government because uh, w- within the law, of course, but there's things that you can do planning wise to limit your tax exposure. One of those things is we, we utilize uh, life insurance for tax planning all the time, especially for business owners so and professionals. Um, it, it's just a, a cheap way to achieve your, your estate goals. So perhaps you might have a specific goal to leave an amount of money to uh, a child or uh, in, in, in a lot of cases, I think it's, uh, you know, 15% of, of Canadian households have, have exposure to some sort of um, uh, person on disability. Uh, so in, in a lot of cases, you might be leaving uh, a specific amount for a dependent child, you know, somebody uh, who, who needs um, some additional help if, if you were to pass away. Um, and in, in that case, I mean, we, we didn't talk much in this podcast about utilizing trusts. That's pretty much a whole separate topic in, in, in estate planning in itself. There's a, a variety of different trusts, both living and, and uh, li- living is called intervivos trust. And uh, testamentary trust is one that uh, kicks in upon death. So um, there, there's a lot of different tax planning that you can use. And, and trust, by the way, is just a fancy word for control. Um, You can mean control of your assets after you uh, pass away. Um, It's usually in, in for, for a good reason, whether it's uh, to look after, you know, like I say, a dependent child or to, to provide, um, you know, maybe some security to, to somebody that might be inheriting money that's not quite uh, mature enough to look after it yet. Um, and, And, you know, 
there's there's really some good vehicles out there and and good advice that professionals can give you to to look after that so each situation is very specific um, i encourage people to to reach out to me if they have any questions and in, in uh, any aspects of estate planning can we also talk about debts and life insurance and how that's all handled on another podcast because we're tight for time on this one is that all right what yeah, do you want to do that here I think we can talk about that in a, in a future uh, podcast. Okay. We can talk about trust and we can talk about uh, how, how uh, you can use uh, life insurance, n- not only as an investment, but to, uh, to insure your estate. So um, yeah, it, it, it's quite a, a broad topic. I just wanted to, you know, paint, paint some broad brush strokes today and talk about the, the essential things that every, every, person should need. And if you're a business owner or a professional, you've got a little more complicated scenario, you're going to have to use some of those more complicated estate planning and, and tax protection techniques that I, I referred to. I do have to get my, uh, my, uh, my will changed because I, I'm trying to determine who's going to get my frozen body. The Ted Williams and the Casey Kasem cases that are out there where the kids are fighting over the frozen body of their parent is just, yeah, it's just right. they're crazy stories. But anyway, um, and of course, uh, and, and I can tell you, I've seen some, some very, uh, uh, some very interesting scenarios when, oh, people I'm sure. um, but, but, uh, you know, when, when you're looking at, um, money, uh, it, it, it can sometimes bring out the worst in people. So, and there's really need, no need for it. If you have a, a legally, uh, prepared, um, estate, uh, there will, there will never be an issue because the, the law is very fair in Canada in that regard. So, okay. So how do people get a hold of you on any of this kind of stuff? Uh, just give me a call on my cell phone, 780-905-7729, or you can reach me. Uh, my email is dlamontang at researchcapital.com. Great topic today. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Brent. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Making Sense. Have yourself a great day.